0: I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. It is the final word daily. I'm Adam Collins. He's Daniel Norcross in for Jeff Lemon. Again today we've seen a day packed full of runs here at Trent Bridge, the third day between England and New Zealand, which you're gonna sum up in 30 seconds for us.
1: Runs, 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 runs galore. Lots of them. 380 something in 88. 383, 383 in 88 overs. Ollie Pope getting a lot of confidence from 145. The occasional false shot. He should have got out early, but he got a reprieve when Mitchell wasn't standing in the right place and went on to play some absolutely glorious shots. But the story of today is that Joe Root is by far and away the best batter on show in this match. He might actually currently be the best batter in the world. He played some shots that were... Ludicrous. I have no idea how he played that particular on drive. Trent Bolt is also, by the way, an extraordinary class actor and has bowled the two best balls in this match. The result of it is that we've got a kind of sticky situation with England in deficit by just the 80 runs. They all looked bad on tomorrow. They've got five wickets in hand. They've got folks and root together. If one of them goes, they'll probably all go very quickly and there'll be a third innings pickle theory. Can't wait. That's for tomorrow.
0: Three, well, so 473 for five uh, is the stump score for England. As you say, he runs behind, and yeah, let, let's start with Joe. Let's indulge in that again. Ooh. He's the most beautiful man in the cosmos, including the two black holes. <laughs> uh, he has hit 27 test tons, uh, 10 of them have come in the last five minutes. Uh, it's a stat we keep rolling out. Let's do it again. 10 hundreds in test cricket since Coley or Smith or Kane have got a single one between them, uh, and it just keeps happening. I mean, it, it, today he was 40 in 50 balls and it was like he barely even picked up his bat and that's when you know player players in top form is that they immediately transfer pressure back onto the fielding team who don't really know how to stop him scoring around the field and then he starts taking advantage of some sloppy bowling and, and then he's 100 I mean it, it's just I mean I'm, I'm being a bit reductive there but mm. the point is is that he's playing on a different planet right now he was striking at 80 throughout
1: his innings he didn't get to 80 yeah. by suddenly slogging the last 50 balls it wasn't like a KP where he'll get 50 off 100 balls and then be on you know 100 off 150 and then 200 off 35 more balls this was the same gear and it yeah. was the fifth gear and it was batting on another plane and there was an over uh, when Southie South, Tim Southey is a very very good bowler and there was a shot so dismissive so bizarre uh, it was the on drive it took a ball from 7th stump 6th 7th stump because Southie was just pushing him further and further wider and wider and he went, well hang on a minute you haven't got anybody straight behind you have you all well, i'll have that <laughs> i mean it was ridiculous it was batting on another plane when you watch all these there's some very good batters in this game and there's some very worthy batters as well mitchell and blundell I've, I've really enjoyed watching but it's like he approaches the game completely differently and when you get to elite level when somebody is so far and away better than the other people at elite level something strange is going on and i don't I'm not going to talk about him being liberated. I'm not going to talk psycho babble because I've no idea how he feels. He might he might be feeling a bit pained about losing the England captaincy, or he might be feeling liberated. I don't know. Well, my and sense is. I'm not going to speculate.
0: Yeah, the, the body language, though. I mean, look, he's 163 not out from 200 deliveries. Let's make that clear. Folks on 24 not out. Pope made 145. Lee's made 67. Stokes made 46 from 37. We'll come back to that. Good pitch. The, the body language when Pope got to 100 was perhaps more instructive than anything else today. Yeah. So the way that he charges down the pitch with his fist in the air pope couldn't have seen that root was (laughs) elated now mike atherton on sky made the amusing point that maybe he's just relieved that he won't have to go to number three again because pope's shown he can do the Mm job pope has played a lot of test cricket now four years of it a lot of it in england only passed 55 times in this country um this is a significant turning point for him or it could be rather but it just proves that yeah it's a good pitch but new zealand are a good attack he can do it and root is taking great joy from that. That's the mm. point I'm trying to make. Drawing great joy from that because he knows that at last he might play in a mm. successful team. They've got a long, long way to go. But if they're going to be successful, they can't rely on Root and Root alone.
1: I always knew Ollie Pope was a very good player. I've seen most, actually, of his first-class tons. Sorry, his incredible 260 in Dubai. Uh, and Root himself spoke glowingly. I did an interview with with Joe Root about Ollie Pope's 100 against Yorkshire at the Oval. Right. And he said... He was impossible to bowl to. Yorkshire had a good side out that day. And said Where- wherever we moved the field, he just found a different gap. Now Root loves that in a batter. You can tell because it's the way he bats. I bet, yeah. So I think he sees a little bit of himself in Pope. But the issue is that you know traditionally a player of that of those gifts comes into every professional side batting at six, then five, then maybe four. He's been at four for England this year. England don't have Jonathan Trott anymore. They don't have they don't have a top three. So he's been thrust into number three. And so it's a big risk to take your brightest talent, the possible exception of Harry Brook, we wait to see, but those two are vying for it, aren't they? And you shove him in, in a really difficult position where, you know, Phil Tufton said to me something very interesting. He said that, that Pope is a length player, not a line player. And that's perfectly reasonable. Like middle order batters tend to be length players, not line players. They seize on that length, short, go back um, full whack it opening batters and number threes tend to go oh outside my stumps no thank you I'm not touching it you bowl to me and you keep doing that now Pope's still not that and in his innings he still was drawn to balls. I'll tell yeah. you to Jeremy now. He was drawn to balls. like a moth to a flame. And um, outside the off stump, he'd go after them, you know. And so I still don't know if he's the answer to the number three problem. But look, he's sure as hell going to find out over the next season because he's going to be at number three now, I would think, you know, obviously through well, the rest of the Well, they'll sit and now, won't they? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's, I guess, in a similar way to what they saw from Crawley two years ago with his 2 6 at. Like, right, we've seen enough here to base our investment for the next two years yeah. and whether Crawley ends up being a successful test player or not time will tell but at least with uh, with Pope they've got miles in the legs and how often do you see it if you invest in a player in the medium term and they turn the corner they can repay you for it the best cliched example is Steve Waugh who made his mm. first century in his 27th test or something My like gatting that My gatting was
1: similar My yeah, gatting Gat- was yep. very similar
0: took a very long time Get his first hundred, and then after that, he you know looked looked apart. And this isn't his first hundred, by the way, but it felt more significant being in England. That 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 hundred in Port Elizabeth might be, it might as well be ten years ago, even though it's only two and a half. Given how much has happened to England cricket since. So Ollie Pope, outstanding player of the day. Uh, Joe Root, one year to the next. Let's just take a diversion to Ben Stokes, shall we? He made Mm. yeah forty six from thirty (laughs) seven. England behind in the game. Strongly behind, though. And, and I didn't well, really you know, quite know how to read this. So. Yeah, about 200 yeah. behind, and he, and he goes out trying to flog balls out of the ground. Did so a couple of times, uh, rode his luck, caught in the deep. When it happened, I was like, oh, come on now. You're so far behind in the game. England might get bowled out. I've actually modified my view a wee bit upon talking to Jeremy. Um, you know, on air, we kind of nutted this out. We're like, well, actually, even though we, we don't particularly like the way the Stokes went about it, um, England being behind and declaring or getting bowled out might not be the worst thing for them either. And and this will sound odd given how well they've played today because England need to take 10 more wickets to win this Test match. And sure, they won last week. If they draw here, they're 1-0 up going into the third, good as gold. But if they wish to win and wish to live this philosophy of being as positive Mm. as positive as positive could be. As Ben Stokes was saying uh, in his pre-test press conference you know, if this is the mantra then the only way they win is by taking 10 wickets rather soon they can't afford to leave it too late and noting the probability of them making 700 is rather slim. So (laughs) you're in this conundrum where you need to offer New Zealand the chance to set you a Target to chase in the fourth innings, which they are by the way incentivised to do. If my calculations are correct, they need to run the table from here to, to qualify for the World Test Championship final. Their their degree of um, their degree for missing is so limited now that you know, and and also but almost forgetting that it's the the very fact that they'll want to win the series over here. So yeah. them drawing here doesn't help them achieve that. They draw here, they can't win in England. So. I would imagine on that basis, they probably will give England something a little bit chaseable. And the sooner they get batting, the better. And Stokes's innings, whilst we weren't thinking it at the time, might be a bit of a tell as to where their heads mm. are at collectively ahead of the fourth day.
1: Yeah, I guess it might. But at the same time, Ben Fokes went out and played the Ben Fokes way, yep. didn't he? And it was 20 off, 60 off. 24 from 70. 24 from 70, there yeah. you go. So uh, it's not a team plan, it's a Stokes plan. I felt that Stokes was actually trying to smash himself into form and he's done a little bit of this at Durham and he did it at Lords. I mean that 54 in a chase was one of the most frenetic I mean ugly 54s you've ever seen he charged down the wicket to the first ball Carl Jameson bowled in a new spell he hit him for six but it was like why? and there was so much of he slapped when he kept charging in fairness to him he went a little bit more leg-sidey when he did his charges today and tried to access the offside but you kind of thought you've got a really good pitch to bat on, and you've got the best batter in the world at the other end. He's he ain't getting out. If you won a hundred here, and you could you could get your hundred in hundred and twenty balls. Why don't you do a little bit like Joe's doing? Then England would have more runs because once he got out, folks came in, yeah, and folks down. was never going to do anything else. You know, like sometimes, like think ahead. It's not all about what you're doing right now. If you're not out, if you're out, what happens to the rest of the batting lineup? I just thought it seemed a strange way to go about it. It was hugely entertaining. The crowd loved it. But he got out hitting against the spin against Bracewell, who, yeah. who I thought bowled quite nicely. He actually, actually found some
0: turn, didn't
1: he? He found turn. He yeah. found a little of uneven bounce as well. And he yeah, had a few which will be a factor spinners. in the last two days. It will be. Well, it, and it could be because we've seen a bit of unevenness creep in. But when you see unevenness creep in, you don't want to be running last on that needing a big score. So yeah. again, I thought they had a real opportunity to get a, make another big partnership and get ahead of the game um, and get ahead of new zealand and, and put the pressure back on them now they're sort of slightly betwixt and between because folks is not going to change gears he's no. going to bat the way he bats yep root is going to bat the way he bats but that adds up to about four and over whereas stokes and root together might add up to six and over mm. and so you actually get there quicker so i kind of felt that it was it was sort of false positivity.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? No, no, it does. I, I see where you're coming from. Uh Let's do no more declaration speculation, okay? No, no Let's more. No, no more, more, decks more. No, no, no. Uh, the fact that the pitch is breaking up might help. You know what we should do? We should yeah. advance rapidly to the Hall of Fame, uh, which requires <sighs> us to identify our most final word moment of the day. There are a few for mine. I, I quite enjoyed the way that Joe Root brought up his 100 with the inside yeah. edge, and he ran back towards Ollie Pope with his, like, shrugging his yeah. like, something, <laughs> with a big smile on his face. I took a photograph of that from uh, down on Level 2, which the Barmy Army pinched. It's, no, no, I've got no mm. worries with them pinching it. Just pop a little ph- photo credit in. Um, but uh, yeah, that that lovely look on on Root's face, like you know, even when I chop a ball back onto my leg stump or should have done, yeah. I'm still bringing up. As one of was
1: very few full shots, wasn't yeah, it? Was nice. Daryl Mitchell as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. Just before the news, it was a last ball before the news. I ball? think it, it was. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and the other uh, Hall of Fame nomination I have is kind of an anti-Hall of Fame thing. You've heard me banging on before around my frustration around fielders wearing protective equipment when they go back when Kawaja at Karachi wearing the helmet at extra cover, dropping the catch, etc. I've got a bit of a thing now about in-close fielders wearing the pads out to the rope. We Ooh. saw that drop catch today. I'm not saying that's the reason the catch went down, but you would never train to field on, as a boundary rider with shin pads on. No. Don't do it in the middle of a high-pressure test match. Oh. We need to probably find And Jeremy Coney and I thrashed that on air and we thrashed that off air, as you do, Jeremy. (laughs) Um, And we we agreed that the solution is finding a a better version of shin pads than just wanging on the the keeper's pads underneath your trousers. That's a perfectly
1: reasonable solution. The other one is to adopt the ridiculous Ollie Pope solution which is that you will hold up play for six minutes. To
0: get one is, pad changed. To get one pad that That's, that's hall my fame? hall of fame. <laughs>
1: that's my hall of fame. I've never seen anything like it. I love the line. I want to make it absolutely clear. I love Ollie Pope. He's a, probably possibly too much. But, um, <laughs> but the ball before he got out so what had happened was he'd done what Ollie Pope does a lot actually in cricket. He'd found himself face down in the dirt because he does a lot of diving. Does oh, a yeah. lot of diving at the non-striker's end with straight drives, doesn't he? Wow! <laughs> he dives back in. He must have had a childhood trauma when he was fourteen. And Performative. Was, yeah,
0: probably. It's, uh, it's sort of showing how committed he is and all well, it's, that. It's, I don't mind it. It, but it could it's, be that, or, or
1: he could have, or he could have been run out at the non-striker's end when he was young in an important game, <laughs> and it's never left him. Who knows? It could be one of the one of the other. So he's just done this and he's dived again, and as a result. His pad, one of his pads is broken, basically. I mean, I've never broken a pad in my life, but then I'm a very sedate kind of cricketer. So then he calls for new pads, right? And in my... Simple world. I I thought well, you could do just one pad. And do that. Well, okay, all right, a pair then. And we were just on here. Bear in mind, we're
0: on air at the time. Yeah. It was the first over after tea, which went for the usual three and a half to four minutes. Yeah. The next ball wasn't bowled until ten minutes had elapsed. This interruption was five and a half minutes for a pad strap. And three people came out with tabards. Three
1: people came out with tabards, bringing a choice of pads. <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> you don't need a choice of pads you must the pads you've got already all of them must be fine they perform it's not like the bats I get that you might have a slightly different weighted bats for different modes, but they're pads mm. and then he got out the very next, next ball, ball deserved edging down a long leg yeah. and like I say I preface this by saying I love Ollie Pope but my friend that is karma don't waste five minutes of our time choosing pads <laughs>
0: I think that's it for us. This has been The Final Word Daily. If you like him and you like me and you like Jeff, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash the final word. We'll be back tomorrow for The Daily Show and there'll be a weekly show, then there'll be a weekend show and all the rest of it. Until then, good night from Trepp Ridge. Good night.
1: I had to go.